You're listening to Autumn on the Air, the weekly podcast that brings you conversations about the impact of research commercialization and the people who make it happen. Join us for interviews with patent and licensing professionals, innovators, entrepreneurs, and tech transfer leaders on the issues and trends that matter most. Keep listening for an inside track on the people, IP policies, and politics changing our world. Welcome to Autumn on the Air. I'm your host, Lisa Mueller. Joining us today is Trina Voss, a technology transfer specialist at the Portland VA Medical Center, a branch of the Veterans Affairs Technology Transfer Program, where she works with medical centers in the Pacific Northwest. Trina began her career in technology transfer at the USC Stevens Institute for Innovation at the University of Southern California as a licensing specialist for over three years before joining the tech transfer office at Oregon Health and Science University. Trina gained over 15 years of expertise in negotiating research agreements and assessing and licensing innovations for academic institutions before transitioning to the federal government. I'm thrilled to have Trina with us today to discuss the differences in working in academia versus the federal government and what her experiences have taught her along the way. Trina, thanks so much for joining us today and welcome to the air. Thank you. Thank you for having me here. Well, welcome to the Autumn Western Regional Meeting. How's the meeting been for you so far? It's going really well. I ran into some people that I haven't seen in person in quite a while, so that's nice. Yeah, it's nice to be together in person, isn't it? Yeah, and I have to say, uh, Portland's beautiful right now. The leaves are great, although I wish uh, it was a little warmer. It's a little cold. We actually got snow yesterday at my house, so I'm not too worried about the rain. It's Portland. Of course, it's raining. Yeah, exactly. So, well, I wanted to ask you, you have quite a diverse educational background. You have a bachelor's degree in zoology and biology with computer information systems and German language minors, as well as an associate degree in Arabic. What led you to tech transfer? Actually, I have, I like to refer to it as my checkered past, and it's actually even a little bit weirder than that. Um, I have all of everything except the master's thesis for a master's in marine science. And I actually have some professional weirdness as well that I'm actually (laughs) kind of proud of. Um, I was an interrogator for the U.S. Army and I managed a scuba shop that was right next to the number one shore dive in North America. Now, that's more based on the number of people showing up, not the great dive, although Breakwaters can be a really great place to dive on a good day. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And I now, in addition to everything else, have a dairy farm out in, in Estacada, Oregon. So come on by to Get Full of Farms and visit the goats. Do you have cheese? We make cheese, yep. Oh, I yep. think I might be traveling down there a little <laughs> later. But uh, wow, that's that's an incredible background. And, and Arabic, of all things, what led you to take Arabic? Uh, the Army decided that I would be okay. taking Arabic. Um, I'm actually very, very bad at it. It's a beautiful but very complicated language. I think it has something like 13 conjugations. It has singular, plural, and dual for both masculine and feminine. And I am very, very bad <laughs> at speaking Arabic. Yeah, I have enough trouble with English. I can't even imagine Arabics. Uh, Well, given all this diversity in your background, um, do you think having such a diverse educational background helped you in tech transfer? I I think it really does. And actually, I'd like to go back a little bit to the question of how did I get into tech transfer? Because like most of my life, there's a story behind that. Um, I was actually working in leasing and I worked for a, a, a 
a very impressive woman. She had literally worked herself up from the typing pool to being the vice president of a, a large major national corporation. But she also would get stressed out and yell at me. And I was about seven months pregnant. She called me in her office, yelled at me for doing something she told me to do. I walked out in tears, and there was this email asking if I wanted to apply for a job in tech transfer. And I said yes, and then I Googled tech transfer because I didn't know what it was, but I really, really wanted to apply for that job. And it actually worked out really, really well for me. Yeah, it sounds like talk about the you know, it was fate. But, yeah, fate, <laughs> you know, the amazing opportunity coming at the absolute best possible time. So, and it sounds like as, as I was asking your, your diverse educational background, it sounds like that's been a, a big help for you as well. I think it's actually been a huge help. This is the second time that I've had the word specialist in my job description, but I actually really think of myself more as a generalist um, because I have done so many really weird things I feel like I can really kind of take on anything and work with anyone. But also, a lot of the technologies that come to me relate to my checkered past. Even working at a medical center, you never know what you're going to get. So I've gotten technologies about sequestering carbon using marine algae, and that's directly tied to research that was done at Moss Landing Marine Labs. Um, I've gotten technologies about um, antiparasitics for livestock, well, I have livestock and I care deeply about the antiparasitics that are available to them. So I, I think so much of what I've done ties into so many of the technologies, or at least so many of the technologies have tied into what I've done, that it really does help a lot. And frankly, having done so many different weird things and sometimes even failing badly sometimes, it makes it a whole lot easier to just kind of take on anything. I am not a very deep, narrow expert on anything, but I know an awful lot about an awful lot of little things. Yeah. And it sounds like it's served you tremendously well. I, I think it really has. And in addition to, you know, kind of your unconventional background, you've gone ahead and you've received your registered technology transfer professional certification in 2019. And then you added to it with your certified licensing professional certificate in 2021. So uh, given your background, what motivated you to go ahead and advance your career with those certifications? I think a lot of taking that had to do with showing other people that I was, was qualified, that because I have this very broad general understanding, I felt like I needed to have those certifications to kind of impress other people. And I actually took them quite, I'd been in the, in the, in the field for quite a while, so I think I really didn't have to study very much for them or practice very much for them. It really was just demonstrating where I was already for the most part. So despite that, that you really didn't have to study much for them, I'm, I'm assuming there were some valuable skills you gained while working towards those certifications. I think the, the most important thing was that I picked up some vocabulary, that there were ideas and things that I had been doing for years that I understood but I didn't necessarily know the official language for it. For instance, um, a sole license is where you give away all rights and you retain no rights. I didn't know that word, but I knew what it was. And I knew that we never, ever, 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 ever did it and why. Um, I also found something that was really interesting in one of the books I read was I began to realize just how different university tech transfer is from commercial tech transfer. Because at one point, the book said, you may not have $10,000 to do evaluation on each one of your technologies. And I put the book down and said, you are right. I do not have $10,000 to value my technologies. 
I don't have $10 to do evaluation on my technologies. So Trina, you had over 15 years working in tech transfer at educational institutions, and then you jumped to the VA, to the federal government. Uh, What led you to make that change? I think to a real extent, it was being the right place at the right time. Um, The Portland VA had a position opening up to manage the technology transfer there. Um, I am the only uh, VA technology transfer person in the state of Oregon. So because we did not have someone, I think there was a lot of frustration both at the VA and at the affiliate university, which is Oregon Health and Science University, which is where I was working. So when the opportunity opened and I realized that I could continue working with my colleagues and in many cases keep working on the same technologies, but move to a different program, it really seemed like the right place at the right time. So there must have been some differences between the two, between university tech transfer and then tech transfer at the VA. There definitely are. And I have to admit that I've only been with VA for about four months. So I am still finding new differences. So did anything surprise you right out of the gate? I think there there are two things. One is that at VA, a lot of what we do is kind of more administrative. Um, When I was at the university, I could could negotiate and sign my own MTAs and NDAs. And at VA, if there is a single word edited, it has to be sent to attorneys for review. So there's a lot of tracking these, but there's not a lot of negotiation for them. One of the biggest differences that I really like is at a university, you're always trying to find a balance between doing customer service and moving technologies out and trying to make a good business sense. And which is the most important on any given day can depend on who you're talking to, who the leadership is. And at VA, all of those are important, but we also have one overriding goal that everything is compared to. So the primary important act is, is this going to make the life of veterans and Americans better? So you can cut a not amazing deal if it's really going to help veterans. So you can always judge what the right priority is because you have that single shining star that I didn't necessarily find at the university. So I really like that difference. Yeah, and I would imagine it gives you an opportunity to make tremendous impact for veterans, given how much they've done for us. It's really, I mean, it's tremendous. So you mentioned a little bit about, you know, some of the adjustments being, you know, whenever you change a word, let's say in a license agreement, and it has to go through attorney review. How about other challenges or or differences that you've noticed um, when it comes to licensing new technology at the VA versus at a university tech transfer office? Well, I have to admit that I have not done any licensing yet. A lot of what we do is controlled by law or policy or other programs. So it's somewhat limited what we can do. So there are a lot of forms you have to do. There's a lot of hoops to be jumped through. But another issue with licensing is for a lot of reasons, many of the technologies that I work with are jointly owned with the university and the university has taken the lead for most of them. And in some cases that was great. And in some cases that caused frustration both with the university and the VA. So right now I actually don't have that many technologies that I have the lead on to license. But I think that's something that we're probably going to be changing over time. And I think that that will make both the university and the VA happier. 
Yeah, and it's interesting to me because, to be honest, um, I never really thought about inventing taking place at the VA. So I'm kind of curious, does a lot of research take place at the VA and, and where exactly and are, are there particular technical areas that the, the research is focused on? There are a lot of VA medical centers and many of them have research, not all of them, or some of them don't have a lot of research. A lot of them are closely affiliated with some rather major universities. So the ones where we are tied to universities, there is a great deal of research, and it's relatively common for that to be kind of intermixed and have joint technologies. So that is fabulous because we can bring the benefits of both, but sometimes it's a little frustrating because you have to decide who owns it, who's going to lead it, and you can have the bureaucracy of both the university and the federal government, and that can really pile up sometimes, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, joint ownership and co-ownership can right. be very challenging things to have to deal with. Right. And so I think it probably for you, given your experience at University Tech Transfer, you had a lot of um, experience working with IP and copyright materials that are licensed to nonprofit organizations, biological materials that, that maybe went to pharma companies and high technology patents that went to Fortune 500 companies. So how do you think your time at University Tech Transfer uh, prepared you for what you're dealing with now. And I know it's relatively new for you, um, but your role at the VA. I think in, in a couple of ways. One is that technology transfer, the, the basics of technology transfer are the same. The, the laws around patenting, the laws around patent bars, the language and contract, those words mean the same no matter who wrote them. But some of the differences are that because so much is established by law, much like working with Baidol, the law doesn't always apply exactly to reality. So sometimes there are some frustrations there. But I think having a general tech transfer background is absolutely useful. And having time at a university is fabulously useful when I'm a liaison back to a university, particularly back to that university, because I understand how they think, I understand how they act. I understand sometimes they mess up because some of the files I work on right now used to belong to me. And I know <laughs> that I messed up on some of them. And it's almost never malice. It's just tech transfer is always overworked. So I think I can absolutely understand that. And that's a huge benefit. Yeah. Trying to do so much with, with so little a lot of times, right. it, it definitely makes it makes it challenging. And technology just in general has a, a lot of challenges. And then when you try and commercialize it, it has even more. And I know you've been there just a short amount of time, just four months, but have you encountered any uh, significant challenges so far? And if so, how did you overcome those challenges? I, I think the biggest challenge so far and probably my biggest success so far is that the the federal VA program, the, the, the VA Tech Transfer Program was very, very badly understaffed for a long time. At one point, there were two people who were trying to help with the entire country. So there's been a lot of growth and a lot of improvement and a lot of development, but there's also a certain amount of chaos that comes from that. So we have a lot of people who have amazing skills and amazing experience, but may not have tech transfer experience. And I have lots of tech transfer experience, but very little VA experience. So I have huge gaps in what I'm learning. But a lot of the, the time that I've spent here already has been just literally figuring out what we do, what is different, saying about 12,000 times, I don't know that yet, or making a suggestion that apparently we're not legally allowed to do, which a university would do all the time, but it's Absolutely. just not the way the government does it. 
So I think just to have more or less gotten my feet on the ground and to get my files under control right now before I get new ones is probably the <laughs> exactly the big success so far. I would imagine you mentioned the VA being understaffed, the, the commercialization, the tech transfer there. And I would imagine even just visibility and people to know that you're there and available as a resource to help them, you know, patent their technology and commercialize it, that that, that educational process is, is something that is, you know, you're spending a lot of time on as well. That is definitely a large thing that I'm going to be doing. I'm, I've been doing a certain amount of outreach to the community, but education to VA researchers and education about the VA is, is a very important part of the role. Um, I think an awful lot of people are happy that there is someone who is there and focused on VA tech transfer, including me. I'm very happy to be there. Yeah, and I think so. I mean, the commercialization of these inventions to benefit both veterans who've, like I mentioned before, they've they've done so much in service for our country, as well as the American public, um, is tremendously important. Um, is there anything so far in your short time there at the VA that you're most proud of? Um, I think... Maybe what I'm most proud of is that I still work closely with my former colleagues, that we still get along. We're still polite to each other. Um, I think we truly understand that we're all still working together. And sometimes it's hard when you change employers to, to keep that. So I think the fact that the files and the technologies that are jointly owned are in a much better place now, that the paperwork is better, our records are better. I, I think that that's really a success. And it, and it just a few months, I think that's really a huge success. Yeah, it sounds like it. And I'm sure that was no easy task either to try and get some of that the paperwork and, and cross all those T's and dot all those it, I's. It helps that I did and do work with a lot of really great people who really want to get this stuff out properly. Get it done right. Yeah, it just makes life so much easier down the road. So what would your advice be, Trina, if someone was considering making the transition from an academic institution to the federal sector or vice versa, what advice would you give them? I would say definitely go for it. Um, it's There are some things that are absolutely basic that are always going to be the same. In a lot of ways, it's like making the transition from a public university to a private university or vice versa. There are policies and procedures and different types of technologies that you're going to have to learn, but it's not fundamentally that different. And because we are working with other universities and because we're all in the greater tech transfer community, the more we understand what each other does, and sometimes we do stupid things for reasons because we have to, I think it really helps the more we can understand each other. Absolutely. Definitely. Well, Trina, this has been an absolute pleasure talking to you today and learning more about your journey in tech transfer, both in academia as well as in the federal government. Thank you so much for taking time out of the meeting here today to join us for the podcast. Thank you for having me. I really enjoyed it. Well, that's a wrap for this week's show. Catch you next time on the air. I'm your host, Lisa Mueller, signing off for now. Thanks for listening to Autumn on the Air with Lisa Mueller. Get social with us and share your thoughts. You can tweet us at AUTM or visit us online at AUTM.net. We'll be back next week on the air. Be sure to join us. New to Tech Transfer or a seasoned pro? Autumn is the global member organization for Tech Transfer and is here to help you get connected, get smart, and get ahead. Whether you work in academia, research, government, business development, corporate engagement, or startups, 
Autumn is dedicated to supporting you through education, advocacy, networking, and promotion. Join and you'll receive 20 free live webinars, as well as meaningful discounts on meetings and courses, insider access to a vast network of colleagues to help you through challenges, and align on new technologies and the university decision makers who license them. Membership is open for 2023. Join us.